Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Just another day in paradise, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. The unicorns have been seen and Patrick Vieira is the new Palace manager. It's Monday for the July. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Another marvellous Monday, everybody. I should have stated which palace. It's the crystal one. Crystal. Right. Oh, wow, yeah. Yes. Could have been Kensington, could have been Buckingham, mm-hmm. could have been um, any of them. The Alhambra in Granada, if you will. Do you reckon that's what he thought? <laughs> what? He's good. What? Not Crystal Palace. <laughs> well, his agent said, <laughs> What the club? How would, you, how would you like to manage a palace? <laughs> yeah. well, I'm listening. Yeah. yeah. Is it made of crystal? No, okay. I it like was. <laughs> I thought they go to a palace every Saturday, every other Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Cool. it's all right. Yeah, there we are. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that in a bit. Disrespectful though. to a, a historic club, there for us. I think. Do you think? Make up for that in the second half. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Oi, you got the second half, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All Palace fans listening. Yeah, it's nil nil. Yeah, it's treated like it's nil nil. Yeah. After mm-hmm. half time, mm-hmm. we're going to really turn it around for you. Yeah, right? with, with nine gonna, players. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to bring Grealish on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that what Viera said? Can I have Grealish? No, you can't. Yeah, it would be You're nice. Not gonna get. It would be nice. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a down day, isn't it? At the Euros, a down day. Doesn't have to be down. I'm an up day. No, okay. It's a, it's an off day. An off day. Mm, yeah, that wasn't good either. A rest day. It's a rest, rest day. day. We can take back the VR palaces, our uh-huh. respective footballing palaces, yeah. and, and and go all is well in get, the England and get camp. Get the unicorns out for the lads. Well, that's been seen. It's great. And I, yeah. I, but but Kai Saka's taken it to another level, let's be honest. He has, but because I'm a man of a certain level now. Oh, here we go. Of a certain age. A certain level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pokemon. Feel the back, feel the blanks in there. <laughs> Wait, are you everyone. worried to look at him topless? I just think I just think to myself, because I'm so old now and I've yeah. been I've been um been burnt so many times before, mm-hmm. I have to be honest, instinctively and emotionally mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I saw that, I enjoyed it and then straight away I thought I don't want you having too much fun. Yeah. yeah. I, Come on. I find the infantilization of players like him, players like Tarek Lamptey, a little bit distasteful. But then I saw he was on a unicorn. I was like, brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. I can't, exactly. I can't, I cannot not but, say that as adorable. But, mm. Marcus, I was going to say, before we get into the unicorn chat, it must be particularly discombobulated for a Donaldson. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. everything's going well. Yes. There's nothing really that's gone wrong. They've not even conceded the goal. No. So for Pete, mm. in these rest days where you, your, mind, your mind starts thinking a bit too much, yeah. you must be getting yourself in the right old state. Hence, <laughs> you've got your Newcastle shot. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Newcastle takeover. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Yeah. But how, how are you feeling about England, Pete? Because mm. we haven't heard from you since um, since the game. It's, look, I just hope the return to Wembley doesn't disrupt the dynamic. I thought they played very well in mm. the last match. That, this is the, that was the first match I thought, fuck, yeah. Yeah, good. Right. Like, 
They were they weren't great. Were Germany you... weren't great, but they looked like a team who could really put people to the sword. Brilliant. Were you in the sports zone? I was not in the sports zone. No, I was in a house in Surbiton. Did they oh. know you were there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 the way you said that's like you picked one at random. I'm like Hitman. Like some sort of horrendous competition that no one wants to win. Uh, oh, dear. It's a nice yeah. area service. Uh, <laughs> People just walk in. Who are you and what are you doing here? It should be a great game. Get yourself in here. Have you heard of the football round? Are <laughs> um, you used to the football round? <laughs> Peter, Jordan Pickford. Yes. Jordan Henderson. Right. Have you ever seen a Geordie in Rome? <laughs> What's that? What is that about? <laughs> it was like a it was like a Sunderland fan site, or uh, I think it was a podcast actually. <laughs> uh, who uh, who he's his top was giving the yeah. giving the big lick, saying that mm. uh, you know you never see a Geordie in Rome. So guys are literally fucking played there, you idiots. Yeah, he's from yeah. Gateshead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pick another one. Can you claim Gateshead? Yeah. Because you've got to claim yourself because you're from Hartlepool. So. Yeah, okay. Is it, that's further away well, than Gateshead. Talking, I saw a map today where it was like literally all of the northeast down to about Sheffield, Leeds, and then across Wales mm. and Scotland. Everyone says I. Yeah. North of that and below, it's yes. So I think that's how. Oh, I thought there was some sort of referendum out. they were trying to, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it was 100%. Aye. The eyes have it. Yeah. The eyes have it. Fucking eye. <laughs> so, but you're, you're, you're positive. So it really is the end of days. Oh, it's the end of days. Yeah. yeah. We are due for hiding now. Oh, I think so. <laughs> no, I'm on board. But it's, it was real. It was mm. so good to, to, to see a team that just were in no danger of conceding. Well, and that is, the, that is the crux of it, isn't it? Yeah. It's not how many. If you literally don't let any goals in mm. chances are you're probably going to win the thing because that's yeah. literally how football works you've at least guaranteed penalties <laughs> well yeah, yeah but yeah, penalty, if you don't concede in the penalty shootout oh as well I was fuming with um, Brussels that... doing down in Ukraine yesterday did you yeah I thought they were a noble foe <laughs> they were an illustrious <laughs> enemy seeded side mate yeah. Yeah. do you know what's annoyed me though speaking <laughs> of disrespect is people keep saying you know, England two major semi-finals. Wow, what about what about the Nations League? What about the UEFA yeah, Nations League? That yeah. tournament has been well crafted, put together. Crafted. I think Marcus, over and above everyone else, we won that bronze medal fair and square. Some people would roll their eyes hearing that, but when you when you when you hear it from a Marcus Speller Absolutely. who has flown the flag for the <laughs> Nations League more than any other human being I've ever met, yeah. you deserve it. I do deserve it, and I wish you would tell UEFA that when <laughs> they give out their corporate gigs, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nations League. So it's three semi finals in a row it's, it's fantastic yeah astonishing work. these it's boys fantastic. want to go further though they want to go further <laughs> well they do and obviously the, the 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 pressure the expectation is now on England um, for those who don't understand that you know England are at home and they are playing an inferior side yes it's a game of football therefore the inferior side can of course win mm. we understand how it works but that's the fact of the matter yeah. Wales, and Wales had their chances Wales the had the chance. Oh, they certainly looked but, very good at the start. If you start the game like that... I think there's been too much chat about this. I think Denmark firmly battered Wales. <laughs> Brussels said yesterday it wasn't a 4-0 game. But no. Wales completely lost their head. So I mean, well, I don't even write that. I mean, yeah. but, but the point is... But it is, it is, it is I mean, I don't think... Go on, sorry. Uh, two well, two well, different I was, managers. I was, I was just going to say, yeah. perhaps a slightly more controversial point. Mm. You can look at how Denmark did um, in their game against Russia. Of course, they won well. And you can talk about how they did well against Wales, right? For me... The most interesting part of this from an England point of view mm. is how they played against Belgium. Now, they lost the game, yeah. but they put pressure on Belgium and they were able to get quite a lot of joy. Mm -hmm. And what that says to me is, and, and I think, Marcus, you and I have disagreed on this in the past, but I think Belgium have probably got to where they deserve to get to. I think defensively, they, they found it very difficult um, for the reasons we've already talked about. We don't need to go into that again. But the point is, Denmark are able to put good teams, better mm. teams than them, in the case of Belgium, under pressure yeah. and give them at least a bit of a fright or give them a game. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I think that's relevant to England is because 
Um, England haven't really played anyone, and I'll include Germany in this, who've put them under a huge amount of pressure. I agree, yeah. You've got well, Sc- Scotland was probably... Scotland is the closest yeah, thing. Yeah. And, mm. and that's I think you can afford to kind of put that to one side and say that's a derby game, get through it. As Gareth Southgate said himself, back in the days... Um, yeah, back in the days <laughs> of yore when everyone was criticising him, aka two weeks ago, uh, <laughs> that you know, don't make sure you don't lose it if you can't win it, and mm. move on to the next thing. Perfectly managed. Yeah, but great. he's got to take the handbrake off, though, isn't he? <laughs> it's true. I don't know what he's fucking doing. <laughs> um, but no, so so that's why that's um, that, that's interesting. And I think also Denmark have got. Um, I know there's plenty of time to preview the game properly between now and Wednesday, but Denmark have also got a very good spine of a team, which mm. I always look to, which I think is always a, a danger because you've got Schmeichel, Kiar. Hoiberg, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, Dolberg's come and done well, but Paulson's been knocking on the door and played to a very high level as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a competition for places up front. Barcelona's Braithwaite. Um, Braithwaite as well. Delaney's a good player. So, mm-hmm. so there's a lot to, lot to think about. But ultimately, um, I think England need to show the progress now. I don't think it's too much to ask of them to say, okay, if it's three semi-finals in a row, is this a time where you start to push on to the next stage now? Yeah. And I think given the opposition they'll be playing, <laughs> it will be very, very disappointing to say the least if they don't go through on, on Wednesday. And but, they're not stumbling through. Last no. last tournament, they control. stumbled they're through. They look, they look good. Mm. Oh, man. But that's what, the Ukraine, <laughs> that's what the Ukraine thing's so interesting, I think. Very difficult to assess the quality of Ukraine as opposition when... Raheem Sterling pulls that amazing through ball out of, mm. out, of, out of nowhere. Kane's on the shoulder, but he's onside and he scores mm. after a few minutes. Well, for you, from Ukraine's point of view, that's obviously a disaster, but it's even more of a disaster when mm. you're the profile team like Ukraine. They mm. look dead on their feet. Was it Pat Nevin saying after the Sweden game, England will be looking forward to playing what's left of Ukraine? Yeah. Right? The only a side chance... that concedes a lot, actually. Exactly. And the only chance they probably would have had against a team like England would have been, can we get to half-time yeah, at exactly. 0-0? And mm-hmm. can we see what happens? Let's keep them going. It's gone now. And that's as soon the thing, as they can that, see it's gone. And that's the thing with what England have to do is that um, they got the breaks against Ukraine. You're scoring early settles everybody down. In both halves to, as well. Exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. but you're absolutely right. Absolutely that, kills the rest of the half. Totally. The, the second one went in and if and if that wasn't the killer blow, well then the third one was a few minutes later. I mean, it was, yeah. it was perfect. What we're saying is England's got lots of goals and that's why they won. Well, for a change. But, uh, <laughs> but, but it was, but, but that's, you know, against Denmark, what happens if you go a goal down or, or as you say, 60, 70 minutes gone, it's it's nil-nil. But then you go back to the Germany game. Just let's, let's stay as in, as in control as you can and and just keep going through the motion and just keep doing it because England look a bit fresher than we've seen. That was mm. one of Southgate's big points, wasn't he? You know, and how knackered they were against uh, Croatia, of course, in the semi-final in Russia. They got a clean bill of health. Sancho's played one game. Yeah, I mean, I know he came. Imagine on against... like pulling the shrink wrap off Sancho at this but, point. In this time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that's really. It is, and Grealish really as well. Right. I mean, even Maguire, you know, he came back in, but he he didn't yeah. play in the first two games. So Maguire's only played what three games. Yeah, and I know Henderson, he came back. Like... Henderson could. I mean, would he start? I probably not. I'd probably stay stick with Rice and, and Phillips. But it's a really, it's, it's a really important. England distinction. are in a good position here. It's a great distinction to make because if you can compare it to alt to other campaigns, right? Mm. The campaigns that England had in 1996 and 2018, there was more than one occasion in each of those tournaments where England had life and death against their opponent. Mm. Colombia in 2018 scraped through. It was, it was a war that game. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. They, they had it easy against it can go Sweden. either way. Yeah. Croatia, it was very, very tough. 96, they had life and death against Spain. Mm-hmm. Very close, went to penalties. 90, Cameroon, Belgium, yeah. West Germany, all of them really. It was. It was well, all the knockout games again in ninety went to extra time. Ninety was a roller coaster, yeah. and you just ride, just held onto it as long as you could. <laughs> yes. This isn't like that. No, and he's managing the load very well. Um, and so, 
the interesting is how, is how they approach it if they do, that we hope they don't, from an England point of view, we hope they don't get any difficulty because mm. we hope they just carry on as they are. Yeah. And, and perhaps you could argue at times against Germany, particularly in the first 15 minutes, and at times against Scotland, that maybe they have had some adversity to get over, mm. but they've not conceded. Yeah. Now, I think in retrospect, it's easy for me to say because you're, yeah, you're kind of out of that now. What would have happened if at 1-0 Muller goes through like yeah, well, he did and he go. scored? If England then came back from that and say one three four one, you'd exactly. go, well, bloody hell, you can't really criticise them exactly, at all. Yeah. But they haven't had to deal with that mm-hmm. yet. And Denmark are capable. And mm-hmm. Ukraine, probably because of the situation, mm-hmm. because of the stage of the tournament, and perhaps because of the profile of team they were, weren't able to offer offer, offer much, really. Yeah, you, you look at the, the three sides who are, who are left in the competition other than England. And you're right, England it has been pretty much plain sailing. Because if you say Muller scores that goal, <clears> I mean, you saw Sterling's reaction. Um, what would his? What? How would if he played? Yeah. If that had gone in, suddenly the crowd. You know, do they? they do they turn? Whatever it may be, you don't hope let not. any goals in. Then lads, exactly. That's my advice. And that seems to be the case. But the, with the other three teams in there, Denmark have had their fair share of jeopardy. They needed to mm. beat Russia. They, as you say, they lost to Denmark, so they know what it is to lose a game to they go lost behind. To Finland, you mean? Uh, sorry, they yeah. lost to Belgium and Finland. Finland yeah, 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 yeah. And then they beat Russia. Um, and then against Czech Republic, two 0 up, and they looked like they were cruising. Two one. It's another. It's a different game to kind of manage. You know how there do were you... periods of that game where Denmark didn't look comfortable at all. Totally. Mm. You know, look at look at Italy and Spain in the other half of the draw. Mm. Spain were were cruising against Croatia. Should have gone four one up. Mm. Suddenly it's like oh bloody, we've got to have another half an hour against I th- this I th- lot. I think. Um... I think you got a lot of name recognition with Spain. It's almost like an American presidential campaign. Where people go, <laughs> they're going to do all right because everyone knows who they are. Yeah. With Spain, everyone knows who they are. Yeah. But they can be got at Spain. There's they, no doubt about that. Well, I'm not saying be. England will beat them if England even get to the final than mm. they do, but they can be got at. Mm. I'd be far more worried about Italy. Well, Italy have been the team Spain. of the tournament, let's mm. be honest. And Italy are playing great football. Because again, people could say up to that Belgium game, but who, who have they, who have they played? Mm. Well, they've just and they played well against Belgium. Yeah, um, so they've done very well indeed. They've got they've got a wonderful team spirit as well, which goes really far in these things. I think people can underestimate that because you look at France. You look at how quickly that out and wide. Good team spirit, didn't they? Uh, for a bit, <laughs> just individual spirit. <laughs> for a individual bit. spirit, really. <laughs> we for individual spirit. Um, going back to the Ukraine game, I was going to say, Pete. You know when. Um, you know when you were in Zimbabwe, famously, and you saw a hippo get hit on the head with a tea Kenya? tray? Kenya, Kenya. It was Kenya, yeah. Kenya, okay. Yeah. You saw a hippo get hit over the head with a tea tray by mm. a waiter. It wasn't over the head, it was into the nose. Into the nose. Yeah. And you said, that's a sound I'm never going to hear a again. Bang, we of... heard it again when Harry Maguire heard that goal against <laughs> Ukraine. Did you not hear it? The sound it made was amazing. It was glorious. <laughs> Our mate Murray James, um, friend of the Ramble, oh, said, yeah. said it was like the sound was akin to someone hitting a water tank with a leg of lamb. <laughs> or a hippo in the face of the tea tray. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're all very enjoyable, I think, <laughs> and, and and I think that that's vital as well because mm. England showed in Ukraine that actually they're starting to get the set pieces right. Mm. Yeah, that could be massive. Repeatedly, all we need <laughs> is Jose Mourinho to criticise more of England's yeah. players. Can he just follow us around wherever we go. <laughs> but that yeah. for me, that 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 match, and I'm sure we'll move on uh, pretty soon. But like, that match was like kind of the Sweden match in the, in the last tournament. It, it was, was kind of like. I expected Sweden to show more, but it was still an assured performance. Business, thing. business, yeah. business mm. time. Yeah, business. I, I was saying to Marks on the phone the other day. I it's can't, just business. I can, I can. Of all the games that England played in World Cup 2018, I find it hard to remember much about the Sweden one because it was so straightforward. Yeah. And I know Pickford made a couple of saves, and he did, yeah. And, but, um, but again, it was fairly comfortable, of course. Yeah. Um, they're the ones you don't tend to remember. No, I've seen Timo Werner's backed England to win the Euros. 
Oh Jesus! Did, the last thing we need wasn't yeah. it the F one and he got he, he was um, he misses everything. They t- so he, <laughs> the, the Austrian yeah, Austri- Austri- Grand Prix. They yeah. introduced him as uh, the goalkeeper of Chelsea, Chelsea and Germany's it? goalkeeper. Did they? Yeah. F one people can't aren't, don't like other sports. That's why, why is I that? Know. Is it? They were like, well, you, you, every time you, you seem to stop the ball going in the back of the net. I don't know. I don't like <laughs> F one. Do you not? Nah, I don't particularly. Thanks, Luke. Yeah, it's up there with tennis. Hang on, Pete. Sorry, what else don't you like? Give me a minute, Pete. That's some things to get off my chest. Tennis, Tennis, yeah. F1. Yeah. People who are in higher social classes. (laughs) Let's do countries. (laughs) No, I like everyone. I just don't like F1 or tennis. Do you like everyone, dear? Yeah. I'll tell you what, if there was something. Did you like it when the engines were louder? Yeah, exactly. the engines are quiet now. I don't like you it. You two don't. don't the, thing, the difference between me and you two is that mm. you two haven't got the balls to say what stuff you don't like. <laughs> I'll say I, I don't like F one. It's boring. It, no, I'll be, I'll be honest. Pete, honestly, Pete could be face to face with a serial killer yeah. and be like, "It's really lovely to meet you." Yeah, whereas I'll call it True. as it is. Pete would turn up. So with, I'm a better person. That's why he looks like a serial killer. <laughs> He'd be like, "He's a good lad at heart." Um, yeah. <laughs> it is odd though. You don't. You you don't. You hate F one. Yet you love. Like Carl's and Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, it's true. For me, they're very different things, though. Yeah. Jeremy's just a great wit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a way of life. And, and isn't politically, it? obviously, similar to me and stuff. So there we are. <laughs> uh, interesting that all four teams who are through to the semis played all their group games at home. Oh, oh, hey, Craig Burley was chipping off saying it's it's a disgrace. It's a fucking yeah. disgrace uh, that England have. He's been... a bit older than I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's Craig Delphi yeah. I'm going to get me a blanket <laughs> genuinely he has to put his teeth in doesn't he so maybe he forgot that day. possibly possibly yeah. he, he was saying that, that, was, that was I mean that, sorry to cut in but that wasn't all for a long, long time ago but, mm. I mean Craig Burley tearing up the midfield with no teeth yeah, he glorious. used to take him out he's, yeah. he's quite intimidating World Cup 98 I think he scored for Scotland in their second game maybe against no teeth Doubtful. Yeah. Yeah. Doubtful. 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 Yeah. yeah, that's why they call them <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, yes, he, uh, England obviously having so many games at Wembley because England were due to play their second round match. It would, of course, against Germany, it turned out, in Dublin. And we were like, nah, let's get, let's get a bit a more stu- support. <laughs> I think it's a stupid argument. Because, it is a stupid argument. Because Luke. If, if you look at. So when was the last time France hosted the national tournament? 98. No. 2016. 16? Yeah. And 98. Mm. England haven't hosted one since 96 mm. right you could argue that if all things being equal perhaps England would have hosted another one by now yeah. and the fact is they're doing this um, this 60 year anniversary thing where lots of different nations get hosted uh, get hosting um, rights you'd argue maybe that other other nations within 2020's Euro mm-hmm. should perhaps have been given the nod is it reasonable that Baku get the nod? Yeah. Possibly not. Are there other reasons for that? Possibly. But there's no, there's nothing to say. Look, Wembley is, is a very iconic place for football generally. It's not yeah. just English people that think that. And the fact that it's been given the semi-finals and the finals, well, they've got to be played somewhere. Well, they, they do. And, yeah. and, and, and the fact that England have got to the semi-finals is because they've won loads of games. Yeah, and also yeah. as well, their, their second round match was due to play in Dublin, but Dublin understandably said exactly. no, no thanks. And, exactly. And they so, did play in Rome as well. Yeah. So, yeah. The problem is, is, I mean, I know I'm going get, to get it in the neck for saying this on a podcast. There's too much content and therefore there's too many people having to say things right. and then you get the Craig Burley situation. Yeah, up yours, Craig. Yeah, who's asked him? I don't know. Exactly. Probably the Probably network no he works for. Probably no one. Probably yeah, no one, yeah. So, uh, so, so, that, so there's that. Before we go to a break, everybody, did you, did you see this? Uh, remember Nuno Gomez, beautiful boy, played up front for Portugal? Yeah, when they couldn't get any strikers. Yeah. And so he would just play all the time. This is my memory. I've not, I've not looked it he, up. He got a couple of important goals. But Brassel always says that they used to just get... Used to develop wingers all the time, but could That's never right. develop strikers. And he was very much the the striker at that point. Well, I mean, ben Vigri, he scored a hatful, didn't he? I can't remember. He was like to be better honest. than one in two or something. He got the the only goal of the game against Spain in uh, in, in I think it must have been Euro two thousand four. Mm. So he put himself in the in the 
the hearts and minds of his fellow country. He had Grealish people. hair. It's also a Brussels. Yeah. He had great hair. Mm. It's also a Brussels day off, so I can say I mean, Portuguese league. I mean, <laughs> it, it, tell you what, you look like in my mind. He looks a bit like Jan Sommer. Yeah, okay. I was thinking Same Jul- Julian Casablancas. Yeah, similar. Oh, more yeah. of him later, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, a bit of that in the emails. Oh, I look Stick forward around. to that. Stick around. Um, the, He's uh, not been in touch. No, right. absolutely. Oh, okay. clear. That, that, is, that's a, that is a come down. Um, <laughs> but yes, he, he revealed <clears throat> in an interview recently that uh, after Euro 2004, he'd booked uh, a hotel in Greece. Of course, Greece beat Portugal twice, mm. uh, famously in the final. The day after he arrived at the hotel, he meets Takis Fasas, the former defender on the beach, and uh, discovered that the hotel owner... Uh, of this uh, of this place that uh, Gomez was staying had offered the Greek national team a free stay for a week, so he just couldn't get away from them. Couldn't <laughs> get away from them. Touch tight. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> would be enough. What would you would you just be like? Oh, I'm off. There was there was. A... <laughs> I've had enough of this lot. They've done us twice. There was They're a... smashing my plates. <laughs> <laughs> there was a story. I forget who it was, but I interviewed someone for Ramble Meets. You have to forgive me because I can't remember the exact player. Oh, it might have been Michael Gr- Mickey Gray mm. who missed a penalty in the playoff final to go to the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, and Dean Kiley saved it. Yeah, Dean and, Kiley. And, and, and Sunderland's so um, insular as a, as a town that like everyone kind of knew who he was, and he said, like, "I need to get away." Mm. Went on holiday with his wife at the time <laughs> for two weeks in somewhere like Greece or something. Literally, the first person he saw when he got to the lobby to check in was Dean Kiley, who was also there, who saved the penalty. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely uh, unbelievable. I think with footballers, you've got to they just go to the same place. Exactly. Yeah, you've got to go somewhere else, lad. Go to the south of France. Yeah, None yeah. of them are going there. Let's be honest. <laughs> if you go to Dubai, they're there. Everyone, you're going to see everyone yeah. you see is a footballer. Algarve, they're there. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Certain Golf. parts of Greece, Golf they're anywhere. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go but, to the Lambertor. Exactly. Go to, you know, where else? Somewhere where people Hong Kong. There we go. Yeah. You, you go to some... too, but they, they don't want the sunshine. It's quite foggy in Hong Kong. Go to an onsen in Japan. You'll go see to a feet. Japanese onsen. Go to yeah. Okinawa, Cuba, yeah. Cuba. There nice. we are. That's Lovely. where you've got to go. That'll yeah. be the new place. Portsmouth, another one, just another two, place in a, the world. Just an hour of forty from London on by train. That's all Gulf it of is. Mexico, that big burning fire thing. No, 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 no. Portsmouth. Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> that big burning fire thing. Portsmouth. <laughs> I'll check the TripAdvisor yeah, reviews yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Two places. All right, time for a break, you buggers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Oh dear, look at these keepers. <laughs> <laughs> a very Camp Glen hoddle there. Oh dear, look at these keepers. Oh, I'm free. Do you really want to say? <laughs> yeah, he's a very Camp Glen hoddle there. Uh, from James. No, email oh, jingle first. What? Email oh, jingle first. Just because you don't do the jingle first, anymore, you okay. think I'm just going to talk all over them, are you? Why do you need double jingles? Oh. <laughs> Rick Ashley. Show it, put more ramble, more fun than you can handle. Show it, put 
You know who did that one? Who? Paul Stavely. Oh, Amanda's, Amanda's brother. Stavely's <laughs> musical brother. Uh, from James Tortoise, a.k.a. DJ Chubby Bottle. Oh, from the Chubby uh, Bubble. Chubby, Chubby Bubble. Uh, it's Tuesday evening. The first semi-final is a fairly tepid affair. The biggest talking point is Unai Simons, uh, someone's injury in the first half with Spain, uh, choosing to bring on the more experienced David Ahir ahead of Robert Sanchez. Nil-nil full-time. Nil-nil after extra time. Penalties. If you are Enrique... What do you do? Knowing what we know about De Gea and penalties, do you keep him on and give him another chance or do you bring on the Brighton keeper? Would Enrique have big brass balls like Van Hal and make the big decision? What would you guys do? What would you guys do? What would you guys do? Ooh, I, I, ooh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's um, a very high stakes, risky situation, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, I might ask Glenn Hoddle what he'd do. Oh, <laughs> the goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those yeah, it was very bad. Oh, the goalkeepers. No, that was that was maybe David Essex. I'm getting mixed up. I, th- I think I think um, I like I do enjoy the mind games. Mm. I do enjoy the old bring a keeper on. We love the mind games. I mean, he's he's missed the trick not getting Kepper involved, hasn't he? <laughs> Has he? He just stay on the pitch till the final. <laughs> stay there. Such a knob. Well, like Kepper, what Kepper did was ages ago, but it was also funny. Yeah. If we're on the football ramble, we can't laugh. At that <laughs> Kepper refusing to come off the pitch. Yeah. If Jim Campbell was here, be fuming at you. Jim Campbell. Yeah. He would be just in general. I think Jim Campbell couldn't serve a penalty. Uh, oh, I think, I, I, I think Jim Campbell always looks terrible at football, but then he'll do something amazing. Yeah, yeah think, from nowhere. Yeah, from nowhere. But he's actually all right. Remember when we 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 won that five-a-side tournament? Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about us. The other two were drinking day. mojitos, Marcus. Yeah. And it was a five-a-side. Not during the game. It was yes, during our games. They were. <laughs> Jimmy Taylor's been in touch. Uh, what about Jimmy? Oh, we haven't decided what we're going to do. Uh, I'd, I'd put Jim Campbell in goal. Yeah, fine. There we go. <laughs> Jimmy Taylor says, uh, as a curly-haired indie kid who has been wearing the combination Arsenal shirt and knackered pair of Converse um, since 2001, I thought I'd chip in on a football strokes cover band made up of players who I think wouldn't look out of place on the front cover of NME. This is a follow-up to what we were talking about maybe a week or so ago. We talked about certain players looking like they could be in the strokes. Mm. If you are under the age of, say, 30... Look up who the strokes yeah. are. Look away now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit that 30 second skip button. <laughs> um, uh, Jimmy says, my, fo- uh, my footballing strokes tribute band uh, is as follows uh, Manolo Gabbiadini yeah. on the drums yeah, as Fabaretti. Yeah. Yeah. I think that works really well. Um, it's it, obvious an Italian vibe, as the yeah. strokes have got, and then that makes sense. Because Gabbiadini had a little cameo <laughs> at Southampton, didn't he? He didn't score that many goals for them. Oh, yeah, you're right. Napoli, then Southampton, then back to yeah. Sampdoria. Sampdoria. Um, next, I'll go for, uh, for uh, Wickham Gaffer, Gareth Ainsworth. Gareth's very lucky to be in there. No, <laughs> but is Nick Valencia? Th- no, because I think he's too old. Oh, well, come on, it's not perfect. You, you know, this is... Wind back the clock a few years. It's not perfect. Why is it in the fucking wrong order? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we, only, we only do perfect ah. emails. Mm. Um, and then Pablo Imar says, uh, Jimmy, I, I agree with that. He can be Albert Hammond Jr. Yep. Well, Gareth Ainsworth is Nick Valencia, of course. Yannick Vestergaard on the bass is Nikolai, fair enough. And then Fabio Silva of Wolves on lead vocals is Julian Casablanca. So I think Fabio Silva works really well. Mm. Um, Vestergaard and Ainsworth, for me, are a bit of a stretch, but I really appreciate Jimmy getting in touch and making my old content seem somehow relevant. Yeah. <laughs> nice Can I one. introduce the Northampton Town uh, footballer Paul McGregor, who, uh, when he finished like, football, yeah. he um, started a band called Ulterior. Ulterior? <laughs> Toured with Sisters of Mercy. 
Did they? Survived really? the horrors. Oh, there you there go. See, that's not so bad. He looks a bit like he looks a bit like the type as well. I just mm. looked at a picture of him, long mm. hair and all sorts. Can't we get Leighton Baines in there somewhere? Yeah. Leighton, yeah, Leighton likes to take a guitar everywhere. I Baines think, is more but I think Baines 90s can, anthems. Yeah, I think Leighton Baines can probably only do Oasis covers and a handful of cast covers. Shed 7? Maybe a Shed 7 one thrown in there. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah. settle on that. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your emails there. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Now then, the bald eagle has landed. Patrick Vieira appointed Crystal Palace as a new manager on a three-year deal. Yeah. How about that? What do we think of this? He did He did pretty well at New York City FC a little a few years ago now. Uh, and obviously it's MLS, very different league uh, to here. And then he went to Nice and did all right the first two seasons, but ended up getting sack. Mm. What do you think? Um, I've got a couple of thoughts. One yeah. is that listeners to this show who support Derby or Portsmouth or possibly Newcastle won't like to hear Patrick Vieira getting a new nickname, the Bald Eagle, because mm. that's Jim Smith. Yeah. yeah. Legendary True. Jim Smith. It is Jim Smith. Mm. Eagle. As they used to sing at Fratton Park. Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> He's sadly departed. He died a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, the late, great Jim Smith. And the second point is that um, I noticed, I realised watching ITV coverage the other day that, <laughs> that Patrick Vieira's got exactly the same head as Carl Pilkington. Right, okay, well, very round. Very, very spherical, it's a very round yeah. head. Does that go for or against him, do you think? I don't know. I think the jury's still out. <laughs> okay. So we we'll have to wait and see. But that's yeah. the kind of analysis that I think we should be entertaining <laughs> on this show. Yeah, he's, very, he's quite softly spoken, Pete, which one doesn't think, you know, type of player and all that kind of stuff. And mm. then I suppose you could say the same as Roy Keane, but we know Keane's got the bite in there. Mm. Would you see Vieira, like, barking at his players? No, well, I think he... I think you said that in the first season at Nice, he 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 did okay, and he did do okay. But I think his um, chairman who put him in there uh, left, and he kind of ran out of friends there. There's but a lot second, of demand in there because they're a really wealthy club now. Nice. Yeah. Second yeah. second season, uh, from what I read, like literally a season ago, um, he just he there was players that got brought in that were young, and he's mm-hmm. he's, he's he's here on a ticket of kind of bringing youth players on. Oh, he, yeah. he all of the players that he he brought into the team mm-hmm. regressed, <laughs> and yeah. he panics and he changes formation too much, mm-hmm. and it's just exactly what you want want as a Palace fan when your team needs a ridiculous amount of rebuilding <laughs> they've got a lot of players going out of contract haven't they yeah. but they, but the thing about Crystal Palace and that part of, of the world that mm. part of South London is, is being very very vaunted for the young players that have come through there's a lot of talent around there it's a hotbed I mean, South London yeah. there's so many players come from there it's a hotbed and um, and Vieira is very keen to work with young players mm. which kind of I found interesting because Palace as a club tried to kind of smooth and finesse that kind of story because I didn't want to say we tried to get Lucy and Favre and he said no yep. and we tried to get Nuno and he wanted too much money and now we've got Patrick Vieira yeah. but, but I mean look, Vieira... we've got him off the ITV sofa <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah. he's agreed to uh, yeah. come here I for knew, a bit I knew they wanted too much money so I was flicking through the TV yeah. and I went from the BBC coverage to the ITV one for the next game and I saw Patrick Vieira and I thought what's he up to <laughs> his it's next it... job's 2026 World Cup so he's free until then he's let's doing, get him in he's in the studio in Maidstone with ITV he's just down the road <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's very sort of similar to Nuno job at Spurs really they've got a talismanic striker talismanic player mm. that may leave or may not leave they either pull off the plaster yep. or they put a much bigger moneyed plaster on mm. the top of that situation it's, and, and they need goals but Teke's had the best season of his career it seems it feels like anyway uh, with 10 goals this season not and, career and, and, but I, nah, yeah, I don't know like recent, Palace, recent, yeah. recent career yeah one can forget uh, the goals he scored <laughs> yes, previously exactly. yeah, I'll take your point so they, they need goals and then they need them pretty so, quickly so, to well, build. Yeah. a slightly more serious take from me would be that I wonder how much of the coverage of Vieira going to Palace has mm. been tainted by what happened with Frank de Boer and this idea that oh is it, is, if we try something different aka foreign and it's mm. a younger guy mm-hmm. Um, after the stability we had in between these two appointments in, in Roy Hodgson, um, it's going to automatically go wrong. Mm. It's not automatically going to go no. wrong. Do you think that's been the coverage? I, th- I think people are 
Well, I think I think this always happens when you have a manager of such experience who's done so well, mm-hmm. who retires or moves on for whatever reason. There's always going to be a little bit of trepidation over who comes in. And you have to say that whoever Palace got in after this, after Hodgson, mm-hmm. because of the profile of club down, because of the options they had, it's going to be a gamble. We looked at, we just listed the um, the three candidates there. Mm. Well, Favre and Nuno were, were going to be gambles, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so Vieira, I think, is also a gamble. But it doesn't mean because of that he's going to be what happened to Frank de Boer's going to happen sure. again. He is very green, though, isn't he? He's not that far. Well, I was going to say, got, and, and like, you know, Arnold, it's a big rebuilding job and I don't think he will ever have this opportunity again to completely rebuild a squad in his but, own but image. On, but on the other hand, what are the demands at Palace? I, I think, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful to us at all. It's my maintaining the Premier League. Stay in the Premier League. Yeah. More of the same, and th- for, for at least in the short term. But three clubs are coming up from the Championship. Mm-hmm. Palace, are, Palace, you'd think we're going to be better than them. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I think that fine Norwich and, and and Watford have got a little bit of history in there. Um, Brentford have been knocking on the door for a long time, but I don't think um, a Leeds United have come up this season. I no. don't think you've got a team who are going to punch their way into the top 10. Mm. So I think you've got three clubs you want to finish above. I know this is disrespectful to pass actually in a way to say it's because they've been in the Premier League for such a long time. But the reason they've done that is they've done it in a very coherent, very consistent yeah. way under a coach who knows exactly what he's doing. Mm. And Vieira hasn't managed in the Premier League before. Mm. So they want to set their sights high, but they want to know that actually the fullback is just to finish yeah. 17. I think it is disrespectful because it's... <laughs> There's certainly a certain amount of positions in the league that you could that, that inhabit. Could be, yeah, exactly, that could be a, yeah. a successful in, season. In yeah. his own words, uh, Nice at half time, he said, uh, We had a catastrophic first half in every capacity. If I could, I would substitute you all apart from three of you. I don't give a shit about the score. Yeah, wow. So you're not going to go. More of uh, that, please. Well, but he did, did he say it in that beautiful, soft uh, voice? <laughs> that would be more sinister, wouldn't it? I think mm. maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he. I, do you know what? I actually witnessed one of, one of the finest sights I've ever seen was when I, I went to watch New York City FC and uh, had a press pass while I was kind of walking around. Oh, the reflection of the laminate of yeah, the light. Absolutely, yeah. Beautiful. And I caught myself. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw, uh, walking around in the bowels of the stadium, mm. I saw Andrea Pirlo, full New York City FC tracksuit, talking to Patrick Vieira, who was um, f- fully suited up, and Pirlo was just kind of strolling around the pitch because Vieira was trying to implement a more kind of pressing attacking style. Yeah, right. Good luck yeah. with that. <laughs> Pirlo in uh, close to retirement is new wanting yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, so they were chatting, and clearly the game hadn't gone very well, and Pirlo, I think, was struggling. And they were talking to each other, and Pirlo's like looking all the way up to Vieira, and Vieira's looking down at him, and it was like it was a beautiful moment of, as if he was comforting, going, "No, no, you're still the best, Andre. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it." it was a wonderful <laughs> image. Um, but, so you sidled up. Yeah, yeah, lads. I was like, he said, do you, do you need a eight goal season striker at, uh, <laughs> at Saturday level? Yeah, and he went eight, and I went, all right, four. But he's America. But of course, he got sacked by Nice. Do you reckon Andrea had to do even going to the team talk at New York City FC under Patrick? Yeah, just give the ball to him. Yeah, that's what he said about Best, didn't That's they? right. How yeah. come Best doesn't got? How come George Best never has to be in the team talk? Because mm. I just say give the ball to George. Twenty-two year old Best was a different <laughs> yeah. prospect. So. What? To Andrea Pirlo <laughs> playing at New York City. <laughs> well, apparently, Big Veng said to old uh, Patty V after Nice dismissed him. He said, "You're never a real coach until you get fired." Well, fair enough. So now he's a real coach, and Palace have got him. <laughs> it's all part of the experience. It's a top league in Europe. They finished in, as Pete's already said, they finished in a de- in decent mm. nick, you know, seventh and fifth in the league, and it's not terrible. Yeah. Nice aren't a team who have won title after title after mm-hmm. title. So he's got a bit of experience under his belt, and he knows what English football's all about, and he loves English football. Absolutely. So, so it's not. I, I don't think it's the worst appointment ever. Do you know what, Luke? You've, you've we've talked about we've talked about MLS there. 
Yeah. Talked about great players. Yeah. Talked about people who love the Premier League. And talked about going. people with lovely soft voices. <laughs> yeah. All roads lead to into Miami. Yeah. Let's have a little update. See how Fizz is getting. Is on, it eh? going well, Marcus? Uh, they're thirteenth out of fourteen. Okay. So it could be worse. Well, because the what previous update they were twelve. <laughs> right. So, okay. so it suggests to me that it's not going. Mm. Right. I thought twelve. Okay consolidate that tricky sort of you know get in the top 10 top yeah. 10 finish yeah. uh, but it's going the other way so poor old Fizzer um, it's, uh, they lost 1-0 to Montreal on Sunday their fifth defeat on the bounce are David Beckham and the boys going to make a tough decision or well, does signing Willian for twice the amount of money that Higuain's on <laughs> yeah I mean, apparently during that um, that poor run Ryan Shawcross um, he was uh, suspended for hauling down a DC United player by he'll the neck that. he'll do that uh, yeah. Gonzalo Higuain was sidelined by Fizzer after admitting that he came to MLS thinking he could play with a cigarette in his mouth um, <laughs> I've seen a few like clips of Higuain playing it does look like yeah. a lot of the team don't have necessarily have the confidence in him to be able to run so all the passes are a little short a little yeah. slow yeah a little bit laboured. Mm. <laughs> it's like he's yeah. obviously an excellent footballer, but yeah. it's just a bit I, like I, I nobody a, wants to put the ball in front of him because he can't run. I had, I had, a, I had a reunion <laughs> to game. fate. Yeah. Well, it's the thing. I had yeah. a reunion game about five years ago of a team yeah. I played when I was about eighteen. I had this player called Matt Bowman on the islands, um, uh, on the reunion <laughs> island. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. and and uh, Robert, Robert yeah, he was and, involved. And um, he was a really good player when we were younger. Mm. He was play, He was like he was like a proper number ten, but he could burst through with pace and stuff. He had a great, he had a great fucking burst of speed about him. And um, I played a free ball to him and he screamed at me, to my fucking feet now. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's put on a few stones. Yeah. Obviously, like, we're like, yeah, in our mid-30s. <laughs> that's what, that's um, what it'd be like playing with Higuain. I'm pretty sure that's what, um, would it have been Ollie Norwood at Reading? Would it have been Ollie Norwood? Forgive me for that. He, play, he played at Reading, for sure. Yeah, when Yakubu turned up. Oh, right. Latter, I can believe that. Latter believe stages that. of career. In fact, this is Yakubi still playing, but he said when he turned up, Yakubi just said, defeat. Yeah. It was just well, like. Carney was the same. But he was mm. just laughing about it. He was like, come on, lads, defeat. You when, know? When I, well, I, think, I, th- I think I was at Fran Park for Yakubu's debut for Portsmouth, and he, he was the fastest player in real life I'd ever seen. Mm. Yeah. It, and, it, and it didn't even look like he was trying to run fast. Mm. He just a glide. It was a glider. You know, those glides, yeah, oh yeah, glides yeah. across the pitch. Mm-hmm. It was so exciting. Yeah. He wasn't doing that at Reading. No. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but that happens to every single person on the I planet. I thought though. you were going to link into Inter Miami there when you started. Oh, Dad, now you're talking. But, but that's, the, that's the problem. See, you hire your mates. You know, Portsmouth had a problem with that where they used to hire ex-players. Yeah. Very difficult to fire him because mm. people are emotionally invested in it. Well, him. he probably likes having Fizz around, you know, get the helicopter back up to Beckham's pad in Miami. Have you seen it, by the way? I mean, it is as you'd expect. I haven't seen it. The helicopter or the pad? Uh, all of it. Or the pad on the pad? They've, they've got pads for everybody. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they, yeah, you've got, I think that you can, I think it's top floor so you can get the old helipad up there. Oh, that's nice. In Beckham. That is nice. Just, and, just uh, grabbing all of Beckham's yeah, like you know. lapels and going, please don't fire me. Yeah. Can I stay here? Please? Yeah. I'm your best, <laughs> mate. I'm your best, best mate's brother. Can you fly me back to Manchester in the chopper? <laughs> <laughs> That's only going to end one way. Yeah, one yeah, way. yeah. Has Gary got one? Got a helipad on one of his buildings in, Man- yeah. in Manhattan? Manhattan. That's the. That's the. That's. It's not an original. That's nice. That's Ooh, nice. Very nice. Anyway, we've got time to talk about Newcastle before I think we go. We, I think we do. We mentioned uh, Stavely earlier. Amanda Stavely. She's chipping off again, isn't she, Pete? She's unhappy. <laughs> uh, I the, think the Newcastle as a, as a as a PLC are uh, upset that the Premier League are. are um, being quite opaque about their uh, findings. It's like Newcastle United every year, to be honest. But yeah. yeah. Well, sick of Cena. Peter, strap yourself in. Oh. Hatton Ben Arthur is once again a free agent. <laughs> Amazing you can't keep a. It's a weird, job isn't it? Yeah. I just Very made strange. it in. <laughs> <laughs> you two. I, 
No, do it with me. You've got a Newcastle shirt on. You're that bloke because I think you should leave. We need to find out who did this. <laughs> You've got a fucking Newcastle United shirt on. The Pete Donaldson is nothing to do with me. Yeah. It's nothing it's to do with indirectly, me. Indirectly, it's everything to do with you. Right. Hatton Ben Arthur, he's free again this summer. Um, and uh, his former interpreter at Newcastle has backed him for a return. I mean, come on. Last work with come him in 2013. On. He'll have the inside track on this. I've actually drank with that guy. Have you? In Newcastle. And? He is a Sunderland supporter. <laughs> Hilariously. Oh, hey. So don't trust him. Wicked whisper from Pete nice Donaldson. Andrew what? Simpson reckons that Ben Arthur's ongoing love for the club and his desire to prove Alan Pardew wrong could pave the way for a return. <laughs> that drives me, to be honest. Pete, did this, is this quote from the meeting you had with him? After 14 years, Pete's actually got a contact in football. Yeah. After yeah. 14 just, years. It's not taking long. And you just blown your cover. <laughs> straight away. <laughs> I know him. I know him. <laughs> He's something about yeah, After 14 yeah, years right and 14 pints, uh, Pete yeah. was on the he was on the booze with well, this tell, chap. Tell us more about Andrew Simpson then. Well, well, I don't, I don't, I, again, I was only drinking with him in a group, so I didn't know him that well, but it was... It's around about the time oh. that he was uh, interpreting for every. You don't uh, like drinking in groups, do you? One of those group binges, <laughs> eh? He likes drink. Pete likes going drinks drinks with one other person or on his own. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah like it. He must be. Must I like be the intensity to stick in your mind. He must be a very special. <laughs> well, young man. the quote from Andrew Simpson, which may or may not have been from that evening, was one thing <laughs> I learned with Hatem is never rule out the weirdest thing that could possibly happen. I would not be surprised if he did come back. Must, uh, that, that's what he said when I left the night. <laughs> when I did a French exit. Fuck off. Why is it every story that happens around it's Newcastle stupid. is just like... It's just always oh, hint, it's, it's always, there's always a hint of nostalgia in yeah, there. Yep. It's always just absolute bollocks yep. and see it never happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I love absolutely it. love it. He's only 34. They're back <laughs> in pre-season today. But apparently. Apparently. He's only 34, but he's looked after himself. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a man who consistently came back. Do he reminds me of as a pro? James Milner. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. It's that dedication that gets you. Yeah, yeah. There we are. Could he get a late move to Liverpool and win the Champions League? Yeah, it could. Well, there who we knows? go. Who, who knows? knows? Who knows? Right, before we go, everybody, we're doing our final TV giveaway of the Euros this week. Thanks to our friends at Toshiba, we've been giving away a 65-inch TV every Friday throughout the Euros over on our Patreon. You need to be a UK resident and signed up to our Patreon to enter. So head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble to get involved. We've had three lucky winners so far, and this is your last chance. Remember that signing up for a higher tier on our Patreon increases your chance of winning. So come on and get yourself a 65-incher from Toshiba. Yeah, get involved. I mean, it's a great offer anyway, the Patreon. The guys do such a great job on it. Uh, there's a lot of value there, and it's not that expensive. And chance to win a TV as well is a very, very tempting thing. Mm. My goodness, eh? My goodness. On tomorrow's show, Jules, Andy and Jim will be in your ears, everybody. Um, Jules um, confused Star Wars with Lord of the Rings on the TV this week. So. Very enjoyable. We're giving it the respect it truly deserves. Yeah. I'm definitely on... Team Jewels on that one. Yeah. Mm. So, um, I mean, look, 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 I think um, it should, we should hear more from her on it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to, uh, yeah, just sit Jules down and make her explain the story the great of thing, Star Wars. The, the great thing about Jules is that, that as soon as she does that, makes that error, she's straight on the WhatsApp going, you never guess what I did. She's not embarrassed by it. She absolutely <laughs> loves it. I'm straight. Yeah, there we go. There she's we not, are. She's not my favourite though. No. Pointing at you. Pete Donaldson. Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Max is the Yoda of Yoda's the Rumble. everyone's favourite. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. And I should say that Yo- Andy Brassley is the Yoda of the Ramble. Oldest and wisest. Mm. And can float. And speaks in funny languages. <laughs> yeah, speaks in funny languages. Yeah. There you and, go. And can float. Yeah. <laughs> he can float, can't he? 
Where did he make the ship float? I can't remember. Uh, there's a lot of floating around. I think. Da, 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 da. That's a noise he makes, isn't it? There <laughs> floats you go, around. Da, 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 da. Uh, Waving his big saber around. The crossover between Football Ramble listeners and Star Wars fans is probably quite high, so you're doing yourself yeah. a disservice. I'm Boba Fett. Yeah? I've decided. <laughs> Get him out of here, Pet Marcus. Thank you very much, Pete Donaldson. Ta ta. Thank you, Hatton Ben Arthur. See you tomorrow, everybody. Tatooine. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.